Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back after a week layoff due to some unforeseen and unfortunate circumstances last week. I apologize about that. A little bit of a health scare on my end. But we're happy to be back. As always, I'm Nick McVicker, joined over the phone by Irfan Manji this week. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. It's glad to be back. Hope you're doing well, Nick. Uh, I'm doing much better, much better. Um, I'm glad to hear. Unfortunately, Kyle is not here with us today. He actually is under the weather. Got a bit of the flu going on, so we wish him the best. He will hopefully be back next week to round out the whole team and we can talk about all the trades that are going to happen in the NHL because we know there's yeah. going to be a bunch. Um, but before we get into the NHL, before we get into all that fun stuff, let's talk some footy. Especially now it's just you and me, Irfan. Let's talk some footy, buddy. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Champions League first legs of the round of 16 happened the last two weeks. And honestly, there were some surprises on my side. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the Roma over Porto, that one's a that one's an obvious one. Real over Ajax. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool Bayern as a draw was made sense. It's a tough matchup. City over Schalke made sense. After that, there's some actually pretty big surprises, I think. PSG absolutely yeah. dominating United was a bit of a shock. Oh, that was a disgusting game from a United perspective. Oof. I mean, it was unfortunate because you lose Martial in the first half and then Lingard at half. Yes. You're losing two very, very talented young players with lots of speed, too. Mm-hmm. It makes makes the game really hard. Mbappe's goal was just disgusting. Walking. You can The fact that they didn't have their other two best goal scorers, and they still came out with a win. Boy. Yeah. Well, it doesn't at help when you lose, like you too. said. Yeah, at Old Trafford, exactly. So now we got a heavy, heavy hill to climb yeah, in gonna Paris. It's going to be tough. Yeah. So that that might be the end of United and Champions League this year, which, you know what? When I saw the draw, I thought it was going to be the end anyway, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, not, not surprised by that. No. Tottenham 3-0 over Dortmund is a bit of a uh, surprise. Yeah, Especially and no getting Kane. healthy too now. Yeah, yeah no but they're getting healthy now. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit crazy to see a 3-0 line on that one. Um, yeah. Leon drawing with Barca. A little bit of a surprise. Yeah, that was a bit of a dud of a game. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Unfortunately, but going that's back to Camp Nou. Yeah, yeah, but going back to Camp Nou, they'll be fine. Yeah. Camp Nou is a uh, absolute ground, and that's where Barca does their best. So it, it, they should be fine. But it, it is a bit they of a surprise be. to see a nil-nil draw. Um, Leon played well, I think they didn't. They yeah, didn't allow they a brought the lot. game. Yeah, they didn't. They allow brought a the game lot. to Barca. Yeah, In the last but they can one. afford to do that at home. Yeah, oh for sure. And you know what? That's what you got to do. You have the opportunity to do that at home. You you got to take it. Mm-hmm. Right, because if you if you don't, then you go back to Camp New down one, down two. You're not yeah. you're not getting out of that draw. It's not possible no, at that not. point. No. Well, good on them for for coming out of it at a draw. Absolutely. Um, and then the last draw, Atletico, two nil over Juve. I think we all we all I, had at uh, Juve as the uh, best team. In remaining in Champions League, I think, and we did, yeah, because of their all rounded team and they finally do for some sort of silverware Champions yeah. League wise but and, uh, I, I think what sparked Atletico is Ronaldo being an idiot and going I have five trophies you guys have none and for some oh, yeah. reason that sparked Atleti and they 
they brought it to Juve, albeit it was at home, but still, 2-0 against a very good Juve side. Oh, yeah. Uh, so some tweaking could be done back in uh, back in Italy. Yeah, and I mean, Godin got a goal as a centre-back. Yeah. So that was... Well, both of their centre-backs, I believe, scored Oh, yeah, goals. you're right. No, it was both centre-backs. Yeah. I forgot Jimenez is yeah. a centre-back. Yeah. So like and if, like you have Griezmann off the score sheet, Morata unfortunately VAR and goals are not in front, um, but they still come up with a win, which is good for them. But I think a tough test in Italy, Juve's got to play well. I'm assuming that both those goals were uh, off set pieces, then if both the center backs are getting them. I believe they were. Um, I know one was but... for sure. I'm just not sure about the second one. So. Yeah. Uh, either way, like it's it's a good result for Atletico. Um, yes. Allows them to go into Juve's home and say, "Hey, we we can kind of handle ourselves. We're we're not out of this one yet." Yeah. Well, they're both teams that have made it to the finals in the last five years or six years. Yeah, you're right. They're 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 hungry for something more, and this felt like a final. You know, it felt like it had that atmosphere of that big, big marquee matchup, yeah, and it didn't disappoint. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at it, and you can easily see either team going through in this draw, but I think we all had Juve just because of how well they've played this year. Like, they've dominated. I don't think they've lost a game in the league yet. Not in the league, no. I think this might have been their they've... first loss of the season. No, I believe they lost against uh, a team in the Coppa Italia. Oh, did they? Okay. I believe they did. I, this is their second loss of the season, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, well, regardless sorry. of that, so they've <laughs> <laughs> second loss. Oh but, no! <laughs> it's crazy though. Ridiculous how great they've been all year round. Yeah, it's in the league and the Champions League. I, you know what? Going into Italy, I still don't. I know they're down by two. I don't discount them. I think if anything, Atletico should be worried about major comeback and a possible thrashing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You're looking at a team that is so dangerous at any point, like anything can happen. When you have the best, sorry, not the best, one of the two best players in the world in Ronaldo, he can take over games. Oh, he will. Right? Um, He he can, and he can put up three goals in a match. It's it's mm -hmm. not unheard of for him. So... It'll be it'll be nice to see what he's worth because that's what they brought him in for. Exactly, is this glory, this this big trophy? It's exactly what they brought him in for. It's bound to happen. So bound to happen. Well, I, I think I think good good on the political. I think if they can force Juve uh, to make mistakes next game, they can come out. But and Juve better come out fighting. Absolutely, absolutely, they have to. They, yeah. There's no, there's no choice at this point. They have to come out fighting. Yeah. Um. So those matches, the second legs are t- starting, not this week, but the week after. Um. Yeah. Dortmund has a tall test at home, but that stadium is a very, very scary stadium to play in. Yeah. For the Tottenham match, that that could twist all the way back to Dortmund's favor. That that stadium is unbelievable. They handle some of the biggest clubs in the world there and just absolutely pull people apart. So are they considered the best stadium they're around the of, league? They're one of the top five. Yeah, for around, sure. Around they are the electric. They are screaming. Oh. Yeah. I think if there's a game that I'd ever want to go watch in Germany, it would be a Dortmund game. Oh yeah. I would love to see a game in that stadium just because the fans are right on top of the on the pitch. Yes. Right? It's it's one of those ones where you no matter how far back you are, you feel like you're right there. Yeah. And you don't get that. 100%. Like, even, um, even in like the, the small stadiums like TFCs, right? You, you don't get that mm-hmm. right on top of the pitch feel, right? No. Unless you're 15th row and closer. It just, it yeah, doesn't no have good. that feel, which is fine. That's how the North American ones are, except for maybe Seattle, but that's because it's a football stadium. Yes. Right, like other than that, you get you don't have that right on top of the pitch, right on the players' feel. You don't know, and it's it, it, they need to get to that, and they probably will. I'm not denying that the North American League is growing. Um, yes, they got some cool CPL stuff to talk about after we talk Champions League in English, but 
Um, but it, it, it would be interesting to see how they can do that over in North America because a lot has been said about North American fans not being the same as European or South American or fans like that. And it's true. We don't have the same diehardness. We don't have the same no. um, enthusiasm. But if you look no, down in it... Orlando City, where they yeah. created that wall in their stadium, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's no seats. No, uh, no, I didn't see that part. No. So, yeah, if, if you look at uh, Orlando City Stadium, they created a wall. If there's no seats, it's standing only. And you buy tickets for this wall, and you're it's almost, I wouldn't say it's almost straight up, but it's it's pretty close to being straight up. And you're right on the pitch. Perfect. Right? And yeah. apparently it's one of the coolest experiences in North America as a as a fan, so excellent. I think that's what we need. Soccer's taking a backseat to every major sport. I'm glad is, that they're doing that. Yeah, the problem is is that they've the other sports have just had such a stronghold on it for so long and now soccer's trying to break in in the nineties. They are. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do. And they're doing well now, especially getting the big names, but they're just not there mm-hmm. yet. No. They'll take a while. But... They will, but they, they, they have the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you're getting yeah. big... And there's a positive experience coming out of it, which is fantastic. Yeah, and you're getting big-name players starting to come over. I mean, most of them mm-hmm. are coming at the end of their career. But you're getting yeah. a couple young guys, too, which is good. Like, Davey mm-hmm. started here. That was that was big. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but he's, he's not an import. He's in homegrown so does that really count uh, but players like uh, Atlanta United's two um, two stars the last couple of years yes right those guys are both imports the one just signed a deal for 30 million uh, euros or something yeah with Newcastle yeah so and just is playing like fantastic right now yeah so you get the opportunity to see uh, mm-hmm. Some really good players coming young now. Yes. Maybe we can get some bigger things going, right? Like, I think that's the hope, and I think I think we're there. I think maybe another five to ten years, you'll see it getting even closer. But as long as we're taking a backseat to the other big sports, it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. And that was uh, Miguel Almiron, and you're right; it was 21. 21, yeah, 20 to 30. Yeah, he, yeah, he's playing right now. He's doing well. Yeah, Newcastle looks good with him in the in the attack. So, like, eventually, the MLS will become a breeding ground for these big European clubs, and and that would be the true testament of how far North American soccer has come. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll be interesting though, in my opinion. Uh, I kind of want to see. I know this is going to sound weird, but I want to see where uh, Joseph Martinez. Ends up, he's 25. He's a striker for um, Atlanta. Yeah, that guy is been outscoring everybody since he got in the MLS. If he's doing that, and Almiron got 21 mil, what could he possibly get on the open market? You're probably looking at 30 to 40 range, right? Like that would be massive yeah. for MLS just to show that they can do this. But, Do we know how many years he has left on his contract? Uh, he's contract until 2023. Okay. So, Which makes him also know, that much more valuable, too. Like, It does. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what, they, uh, what they're able to do. Just because there's some really, really good players in this league that can easily go for high value. Oh, absolutely. They're building up that trade market value, and you're right. I think Martinez, next big name to move, and he's going to get some money. Yeah, he should. He really should. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic last year. The reason why Atlanta did what they did. He's the only reason why Atlanta did what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A uh, couple other big names, I guess, in the MLS that you could look at possibly moving forward. Uh, get big deals. Let me see. I want, I'm just trying to pull it up on that transfermarket.co uh, website. Carlos Vela, he's 29. He's a little bit older. He might not be able to do a whole lot. SGA. Is Carlos Vela a oh, former Arsenal striker, winger? Um, I don't know. I believe he played in the EPL. 
Yes, he did play for Arsenal. He did play for Arsenal. He was done that wing, never got opportunities at He that played time, for Arsenal but... for about two months. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was and more of a sociodad guy. Yeah. He, he played for Real Sociodad uh, on loan from Arsenal. He did actually a couple loans for Arsenal. I don't think he ever actually played for them. He, he was back and forth. Yeah, he was back and forth. He, but he played uh, the last six years yeah. prior to 2018. He was at Real Sociedad. Yeah. Uh, but he's 29. He could he could still get something. Um, you're also looking at uh, Barca or Barco from Atlanta. Uh, Horta, 22 year old central midfielder uh, from LAFC. Yeah. Zach Stefan just he just signed right with uh, City I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, for seven mil or seven point two million pounds. So we can already see that the these guys are making a name for themselves and coming over to Europe, which is amazing. Which is great, it, and it it helps grow the game here, which is nice because mm-hmm. that's the whole point. And then you and you know that now these big clubs are funding youth academies. Over in North America. Well, gee, City's, City's funding a whole team. Mm-hmm, exactly. New York, and New York City FC is uh, funded by Man City. Exactly. Uh, so there is interest. It's just we're almost there. Yeah, or it's almost there, which is great to see, though. Like, I, I'm I'm very, very excited to see where this league can go, um, mm-hmm. especially because you, you're starting to see some really, really big names come out of Canada and the U.S., like player-wise. Davies is one of them. Uh, Way, Tim Way. Yes. Uh, he's another big name. Stefan is another big name. Like, you're getting some of these big name players finally coming out of MLS and going to join teams uh, in Europe, which is fantastic for North American soccer. Fantastic. Agreed. And I, and I hope it continues. Um, speaking of North American soccer, I don't know if you've heard this, buddy. But mm-hmm. TFC is thinking about uh, owning a CPL team. I did not hear about this. Yes. Now, I, it hasn't been confirmed yet, um, and they're, they're, they're in preliminary talks, but they were hoping to own a CPL team. Now, it's not going to be TFC 2. It's going to be its own entity, kind of like New York City FC is to Man City. Yes. Right? Um, they originally wanted to have TFC2 play in the CPL and be able to call up and down, but uh, the CPL doesn't want that. They don't want to be seen as a feeder league, even though that's kind of what it is. They want to be their own entity, which is fine. Like, I, I understand it. But if TFC and Montreal and Vancouver put put the money up and own teams, you th- how big do you think that would be for uh, Canadian soccer? It would be good. It'd be great. And if they allow the fact that we have, you know, that NHL, AHL sort of relationship where there are callbacks and opportunities for guys who play well, I can see it grow in the sport. Because it, then it takes into consideration the North American mentality where there is the up and down. If you play well, play well, sorry, you're coming up. If you aren't doing well, you need a little reset. They send you down, bring you back. I mean, I'd be okay with it if that's how they're moving forward. Yeah. Well, it, it also is a bit of an, an annoyance to me about the up and down thing. Yeah. That the CPL is still trying to eventually compete with um, MLS. We're not going to. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to happen. What they should do, and this is, this is a very serious thing, what they should do is do what the USL is. So I don't know how well you know North American soccer fans out there, Irfan. I don't know about you either because mm-hmm. like the USL is a professional league, but it's not it's not very good. The USL is based out of the States, obviously, but there's a bunch of Canadian teams like Ottawa Fury is based in the USL, uh, TFC2, Montreal Impacts yeah. Academy Club, and uh, yeah. Vancouver as Edmonton? well, I believe. Uh, is Edmonton off that too? No, or no? We, we, they switched over to CPL. I think they are. Hold on, let me see. Uh, Edmonton, uh, FC Edmonton was in uh, the USL, but they were not connected 
with any team. So yeah, they they are in the CPL now. You are right. Um, so sorry, I'm I'm wrong. Uh, Vancouver and Montreal don't have teams in the USL, but TFC two plays in the USL. Yes, they do. And it is League a feeder. One. It is a feeder to um, MLS. There's five MLS clubs that have. Um, or sorry, four MLS clubs that have affiliations with these the USL teams, and uh, one USL C team that has uh, affiliations with these teams. What they should do is just compare it to the USL and say, "Hey, we're a feeder program. That's fine. That's what we are. Why don't we just build off of that?" Exactly. Right. Montreal has their. So Montreal Impact is technically Ottawa Fury's um, affiliate. Mm-hmm. So the Fury play in the championship of the USL. Every MLS team, I think, except for maybe Vancouver, has a, has an affiliate in the USL. Why don't this? Why doesn't the CPL just compare itself to that and like allow the Canadian clubs to have their affiliate in the CPL as opposed to the USL? Why not? Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I don't see anything wrong with that either. Who cares if you're a feeder league? At least, you know, it's up and coming. It's, I, know, I agree with you there. I think, like, I love the fact that the Canadian Premier League wants to be for Canadians. But why not allow those Canadians a straight line up to MLS? Yeah. As opposed to having to jump through hoops all the way along. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Because in, let's say, five, ten years, and they do allow this, it's like, well, this player started in the CPL, so the development in the CPL is fantastic in the way that it's bridging players into the MLS. Exactly. I, I think I think it'd be a fantastic, A, business plan, B, for the Canadian fans to get them going, which we need. We do. We do. And there's nothing wrong with it being an academy league, especially to start. Yeah. Eventually, I mean, it took the MLS what almost thirty years to make a name for itself. It's gonna, it's gonna yeah. take a while. It has to. It, it's just the way it works. Now they made they made a very big move in um, with some media rights recently, the CPL. So they're actually setting themselves up for at least five, ten years, which is great because that means it's going to be sustained for five, at least five, ten years. But you got to be able to build on that. So hopefully they do. Um, other big news from the CPL. Did you see the name that might be signing with one of the CPL teams? Diego no. Forlan. Actually? Yep. I don't know. There have been some major, major talks with him. I don't know which club, but that could be a huge signing for the league. He's at the end of his career. He's 39, but... It doesn't matter. It's a name, right? It helps bring... Yeah, awareness to the league, right? So that's that's all you're looking for. Anyways, I feel like I've beaten the CPL thing to death. <laughs> We're move on. Let's skip over that now. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. I, I got excited. I wanted to finish that. That's okay, man. It, it's it's a league that doesn't get enough coverage, and I'm glad we, we got a chance to, to open it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, trade deadline in the NHL is Monday. We are two days away. We are two days away right now. Before we get into what we, what could happen, let's talk about what has happened in the past couple weeks, okay? Cam yeah. Talbot was traded from the Oilers to the Flyers for Anthony Stolarz, which I think is actually a good move for both squads. Yeah. The way um, Koskinen has taken over in Edmonton allowed them to move. Go ahead and make that move. Yeah. Talbot, and it actually works out well for Talbot because him and Carter Hart, of the Flyers are, are actually have a very very good connection, yeah, so they train it, together. it actually works out really well. Uh, the Oilers weren't done there. They also picked up Sam Gagne from the Canucks for Ryan Spooner, which was more of a one for one. I think Gagne is going to have a better chance of making our squad next year sort of trade. Yes, which it is what it is. A couple of and he's, he loves being in the, in Edmonton, so it he worked does. out. He really does. Uh, small trade, Peter Holland, former Leaf, is now a Chicago Blackhawk. For Darren Radish. For Darren Radish, yep. Good Ball. little pickup for the Hawks. Absolutely. Um, first big move of the last couple weeks, Charlie Coyle was traded to your Boston Bruins. 
yeah. for Ryan Donato and a fifth-round pick. What do you think of that one, bud? At first, I was like, okay, Ryan Donato has a hell of a ceiling. He's a fantastic player, but he just hasn't played well. And bringing Charlie Coyle in, A, Boston area boy, big body, can play center and wing. I'm actually sold. I'm okay with it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good move. I actually kind of wanted the Leafs to go after Coyle, but it is what it is. Um, I thought he but, would be a good. But fit. now that you, but okay, so sorry. Back on the Leafs, there. If you were, if you're Kyle Dubas and you see the Bruins make a trade for a big Charlie Coyle, hardcore oh, yeah. checking for, how do they counter? They have to. They have to go get a big guy. They have to go get a Simmons guy. They have to go get a someone like that who can do that. I I thought Coyle would have been a perfect fit as a center. Go up against some of the big centers in the East. Yeah, I thought it would be a good fit, but it is what it is, right? He's already gone. You mm-hmm. can't can't really do anything about that. No. Um, the Capitals picked up Carl Hagelin for a third and a conditional sixth round pick. I really like that trade. Oh yeah, it's perfect for the Caps. I, he is speed. He's proven that he can play for the Pens. He proved that he played with the Rangers really well in the East. I mean, LA was the down part for him, but. Yeah, Fantastic wheels. Yeah. Fantastic wheels. Oh, it's going to help them significantly. Oh, yeah. The Caps also picked up Nick Jensen from the Red Wings and a fifth-round pick for Madison Bowie and a second-round pick. A little bit of a surprise that they moved on from Bowie. But, yeah. But they picked up a right-hand shot defenseman in Nick Jensen. So. They did. And they gave him a $1 million-ish pay raise from his original contract. Yeah, they signed so him, they, they signed got him, him locked in. Right? So. I locked him up there. Um, Florida made a small move, and then, of course, the big trade from yesterday. Matt Duchesne and Julius Bergman have been traded from the Ottawa Senators to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Vitaly Abramov, the Columbus Blue Jackets' possible top prospect at the moment. Jonathan Davidson, a 2019 first-round pick and a conditional 2020 first-round pick if Duchesne signs in Re-signs, yeah. I, I think the Blue Jackets have the option of sending a 2019 or a 2021st. Yeah, it's... Um, so the way depending it on is, the way he signs, yeah. No, it actually depends on um, their pick this year. I think okay. if it's top 10, they have an option to push it to next year. And then mm-hmm. that conditional pick, if he re-signs, would be pushed yeah. to 2021. Gotcha. So regardless of what, if he re-signs, there's two first-round picks up regardless. Exactly. So if he okay. re-signs, they, they get two first-round picks. If he doesn't re-sign, they only get one. If you're the Blue Jackets, it actually isn't a terrible trade. I, I don't no. mind it. You only you give up one first-round pick for sure. You give up two prospects. And honestly, we were looking at these two prospects yesterday when the trade dropped, and I was talking to Kyle and uh, Justin mm-hmm. at work, and we were like, Davidson is a bum. If you look at his, he's been playing in the Swedish league. He, I don't think yeah. he's put up more than forty points in any season. He's he's not lighting it up over there, and uh, he's still young. So there's there's a chance that he could come over and find his game here. But that's not great. Abramoff could be good. Like there's no doubt about it. He was the top prospect on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Prospect list, yeah, but of course, there's still there's that's two prospects. They didn't get a single roster player. No, didn't touch that. So, right, it's it's hard to say. And Davidson's actually at twenty points this season, by the way. This season, yeah. I said I don't think he's got to forty points in any season. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, he he hit thirty one last year. That's about it. Yeah, so. that was his big. I game. think the. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that the Blue Jackets were able to pull this off because I think that shows Panarin and Bobrovsky, hey, we're going to compete. This is it. This is what we're going for. And I think I think it's positive. Well, that's the other thing. Does, does that mean that Panarin's staying? Or do they still go and say, hey, let's see what we can get for this guy? I think this move shows to them, to those two players specifically, that we're going to make a push. I don't know. If, I don't. I, after this move, I don't think they'll get traded. I don't think Panarin or Bobrovsky leave until maybe the off season. But even then, it's like, well, you know what? We're gonna try and bring Duchesne back. Stay. Yeah, it's it's tough I though. And I mean, they're they're yeah. sitting in a playoff spot right now, but they're 
tied with Pittsburgh for the last wild card spot. They're, they're yeah. third, I guess, based off uh, row. Well, before this trade, they were sitting outside of the playoffs. Yeah, because they beat Carolina. Had, yeah. But it's not hard to do. <laughs> clearly not. Especially because I don't think... Uh, Stone wasn't Stone in, Bazinga was not Zingle in. Wasn't in. No. no. Um, That's a debacle on its own. I, I was looking at the standings, by the way. This mm-hmm. is just an unbelievable stat to me, just because I love stats and stuff. The last place team in the West is 12 points out of a playoff spot right now. Yes. That's L.A. They're probably out, if we're being 100% honest. Probably. Probably. Between the eighth, the second wild card spot right now in the East and the team that is two spots out there is seven points separating them mm-hmm. that means there's one team within seven points of a playoff spot in the east and there is what one two three four Almost five six. six seven within 12 in the west yeah that's ridiculous well, the west has we talked about that two weeks ago west Aside from your lock-ins, has not been good. Oh, by the way, St. Louis yeah. is third in their division now. Yeah, on their what was Vegas it, the is third in their division. Three-game, twelve-game win streak. Yeah, that will do it for you. Are you kidding me? St. Louis <laughs> was dead to the world at one point this year. Vegas started off the season like everyone thought they would start the season last year. Guess what? They're both in third in their division now. Yeah. Four points clear of the wild card spots. Good. That's that's where we expected St. Louis to be, and that's great. Right. No, we all I think we all expected them to push Winnipeg and Nashville with the signings that they made in the off season. But points aside, um, big. There was another trade this morning. I don't know if you saw this one. Ben Lovejoy was traded to the Dallas Stars for oh look another Connor former Ken. Leaf, Connor Carrick, and a third round pick. Heading to New Jersey. Is this is this Connor Carrick's third team now in the last two years? Oh, that's a good Washington question. Leafs. That's a good question. Devil Stars four. So Connor Carrick. Let's see. I think it's four, but um, yeah, Washington started with Toronto, Dallas, and now yeah, New Jersey. So wow, ridiculous. The guy's a fantastic puck mover. He's he just, just keeps not, getting flipped. The problem is he's not as good as a gardener. He's not as good as a um, uh, some of the top puck movers. So like Riley Giordano, he's he's not as good as them. So he gets thrown down because he's also not great defensively. That's his problem. Yeah, that's the other issue too. Right. That that's really where it stands. Um, I liked Carrick when he was a Leaf. I just didn't see enough out of him to say, oh, we have to make him part of our stuff moving Big forward. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, so, Duchesne was the first big piece to fall. Yeah. Yeah, there was no way Peter Dorian's going into Monday holding three players no. to try and get rid of. There's could, no way. He could. That's the problem. I think uh, I think Stone might be a Monday move and Dezingle today or tomorrow. Dezingle could drop any time. That's the thing because he's the, he was the yeah. third, right? And he's on yeah. a very reasonable cap hit. The guy has 22 goals this year. If you're looking, he's playing if you're, well on an average team. Yeah, if you're looking as a playoff team, right, and you're looking for just that extra guy who's got some speed, by the way. I didn't realize how fast he was until I watched the mm-hmm. game last week. He's fast. Oh, he can run circles. Right? At 1.8, I think he's, he's a UFA at the end of the year, obviously. That's the big talking yes, point. Yes. Um, 26 now, yeah. He's 26. 1.8. Guy got, has 22 goals, so what? he's looking at, what, a 5 mil, five to $7 million contract next year? Maybe? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it would be anything more yeah. than that. Yeah, no, I would probably... I'd even go down to 4.25 to maybe 4.2, 4.25 to 6. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying I know all the contracts have been inflated recently, so... Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, it, let's it also depends five. on where he's signed. Let's say yeah, let's okay. say we'll five, five, right? As, mm-hmm. as an average number. Do you think some of these teams, like I don't know, 
I, I, I know Colorado's not really in it, but Colorado has cap space. Um, Montreal, maybe? It would it would make sense. Montreal, I could see Washington going to get him for the playoff run this year. They probably wouldn't be able to re-sign him, but... No, but he would be that speed that we talked about with Hagelin being so important come playoff time. San Jose? Yeah, the Sharks go. They've Vegas. traded with I could also before. see Vegas doing that. Putting him on the second line, and I think yeah. Vegas has cap space next year, don't they? I believe they do. Let me see. I don't know if they'll give him, you know, the five mil, whatever. But yeah, they're they're projected to have three million cap space, so maybe not. But he would still be an upgrade for anyone on the wing come yeah. playoff time, regardless oh, of what. Sure. You put him along with. Um, Stastny and Pacioretty on that second line. Yeah. I, I, I he can. He can also. Yeah. He can kill. He can PP. He's. He would be a. I think he'd be an addition to any team. A welcome addition to any team. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, we already talked about Panarin. We already kind of talked about Simmons. Um, there's also been reports that Kevin Hayes is going to be a big move piece now that Duchesne has been traded. He's the next center on the list that a bunch of teams are going to look at. 42 points this year in 51 games. I could see it. He's at 5.18 mil, though, which is a big half. That, that would be tough, I think. They'd, if they're looking to offload them, they might have to swing in the pot just this mid. So that one, that one might be hard. Um some other surprising names. I'm, I'm just looking at the TSN top 50 for the trade bait. Um, I'm a little surprised to see Tolvin in on there from Nashville. Yes. He just hasn't been able to break into that squad, though. So I, I could see him being moved. I just don't think it's going to happen at the trade deadline. I could actually see it happening more at the draft. Uh, draft. So that, that Well, uh, Nashville came up and said that we're not going to trade our best prospect just for a rental. Exactly. So I, like, I agree with you. I do not think he's moving. No, I, I think he would be one of those guys that is going to have to move at the draft as opposed to the trade deadline itself. Agreed. Um, couple other names. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. We we talked about it last time, but Brett Pesci. Did you yes. see his Twitter thing yesterday? I did not see his Twitter thing, but he's still on our on our chopping block there. Yeah. Um. So, for those of you who don't follow Brett Pesci, which Big surprise. I actually don't, but I saw this recently, and I'm like, oh, my, this is hilarious. <laughs> Brett Pesci yesterday in the morning had a tweet on his uh, on his Twitter that said, and I'm, I'm going to repeat it 100%, sad to leave the at NHL Canes, but can't wait to play for the Leafs at 3.35 p.m. I am looking for that, and I cannot find it. Because it was deleted, it was deleted almost immediately. Right. Now, there have been conversations back and forth between the Leafs and the Canes. There has been no indication of who has been talked about. If that comes true, assuming Zaitsev's probably going the other way, as a cap cap going back and forth. That is massive. 100%. We talked about it, like you said, last time, and it makes sense. It makes almost too forward. much sense. <laughs> it does, but uh, we've never known the least to make a lot of sense. So, Well, I don't know. I, I'll debate that. Since, yeah? Since, the, like, the last two GMs, so with... Uh, okay. Lou and Dubis. Lou. Yes. Since they've yeah. taken over, they've made a lot of smart moves. Okay, I'll give him that. But before, if you were oh, to go I, back... I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. But that could be a massive move, and I would love to see it. Yes. Another big it, name it is... Would... Oh, so go ahead. No, no, sorry. I was agreeing with you. I said absolutely. I think it makes a lot of sense. It really does. I also find it very funny that it got tweeted and deleted immediately, but... So it makes us think, was there a trade? Was there a phone call going, hey, maybe... Yeah, I'm wondering if he was told that his name was being thrown into the mix and he just took it as, oh, I got traded, posted that, mm-hmm. and then the Canes saw it and be like, no, 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 dude, take that down. <laughs> like, you're, yeah. not, you're not gone yet. Relax. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for a Brett Pesci trade in the uh, near future. 
could be interesting how that plays out. Um, the other guy I was going to talk about was, oh, where is it? Hold on. I just saw his name. Uh, Mike Hoffman. There have been some talks about him being moved as well. Yeah, again, for less than a year in. Yeah. He's got another year left on his contract at 5.19. He's put up 26 goals, 50 points in 59 games. I could see that happening, but it has to be to the right team, unfortunately, because he's not a UFA. He is not a rental. No. So He brings the same sort of speed Dezingle does to a game. So I think they'll kick the tires on Dezingle before they go to Hoff, but if Florida's looking at, like we said two weeks ago, Panarin or Bobrovsky, you can see Hoffman getting moved in a couple of days. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, any other players that you wanted to talk about yourself? Um, I'm very curious at number eight with Gustav Nyquist. And I think the team to make a run for him should be the Hab. Okay. Playing with Thomas Tatar again, yeah. bringing that old Red Wings connection, I think that's what I'm looking at as a major trade. And then I'm looking at the second person I think would be Wayne Simmons. I really would like Boston to go for him. But do you guys have any you know, bias left? Um, in terms of cap? Yeah. Or in terms of Ross, uh, we have 3.4 left. We could easily take them, but we'd have to give up a roster player, I think. Okay. Yeah. What's his, to make his it work. contract's with, what? His contract? I think it's 3.75. 3.98. point nine eight. okay. So, so you'd have to give up. We'd have to give up a roster player, which it could be done if you're looking at Wagner's contract or Nordstrom's contract, for example, with uh, that one. No. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It, it could be done, but Boston would have to give up a couple of draft picks, and I don't know what they're willing to move. Yeah. We still have our first this year, so if we're expected to make it deep in the playoffs, it might be worth yeah. moving, but I think the Leafs should also be sniffing over at Simmons because they need that great. Because as soon as they yeah, get past Boston... Simmons, um, yeah. They're probably sniffing Furland in Carolina. Yeah. That might be the other person, so... If the Leafs go for that trade, it could be Furland and Pesci coming this way, and Zaitsev, Janssen, Prospects, Bracco, maybe. Yeah, and a couple of draft picks in there. Yeah, going back the other way. Which no, I know. And I would take that. No offense. <laughs> I think I think most Leaf fans would say absolutely. We Let's need that do big. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there's a lot a lot of time before Monday, and yeah. anything could happen. Exactly. Anything could happen. I mean, you look in the Leaf system, they could put Bracco in there. They could put Moore in there. They could put Timoshoff. They could put um, Semyon Durr. I'm not going to try to say his last name. <laughs> not, e- not even well, going to attempt that one. But he could be put they, in there. They do. They have the, like the good non-roster pieces that they, they can also move with their roster pieces. Yeah. Uh, Jesper Lindgren. Not Lilgren is another one. Uh, defenseman. I mean, they could even move Jordan Subban. I know it would yeah. be his third or fourth team since he got drafted, but they could move him, right? They could possibly move Borgman, right? Yes. All they've said is that they're not trading Sandin and Lilgren. Of course not. Which is fine. We also have Which... a lot of goaltending prospects. You got, I mean, you could move Hutchinson. Yeah, we could. Right? Give you a yeah, he could totally get you. McAdam, third or fourth, yeah. Askasuo are all in the minors. They, they could all be moved too, right? Like it, they have yeah. options, thankfully. And you don't really need your draft picks if your team's going to be good for the next five years. No, exactly, and that's where the Leafs are headed. Hopefully, hopefully, it'd be nice yeah. to see that happen. Yeah. Well, regardless of what the regardless of what the Leafs do, not only do they have to see if they can match up with Boston, which looks like another first-round matchup, but also keep in mind that Tampa Bay waits right after. Absolutely. Yeah. And Tampa is disgusting right now. They're almost at 100 points. Yeah, they are disgusting which, right now. It's ridiculous how good they are. I'm actually wondering, if, if you're the Leafs, you're sitting in third right now. Do you let Montreal pass you? I think I think you consider it. <laughs> like I, you I, don't I go out to lose. It. I know it sounds really funny, but it 
do you let Montreal pass you so that you get you go into the Metro for the playoffs? Yeah. I, I don't think they'll lose on purpose, but if it falls their way, I don't think they'll complain. Right, because then you get because Montreal the will take Boston. You get Washington and you get Columbus right now, or yeah. Pittsburgh. Hell, you even have Carolina that might sneak in, and you're like, "Well, we can take all of them." <laughs> I feel like that's an easier path to the Eastern Final, and then you let Boston, <laughs> Montreal, and Tampa beat up on each other. Aye, aye, that would be rough. Right, that, but th- that's the thing. Like, if you're the Leafs, is that something that is talked about? It does. It goes through your mind. I mean, ideally, I think Babcock wants home ice, regardless of what happens. Of course, no, and I understand that. But if you're sitting in third, and you're what, and you magically fall into the first wild cut spot, I don't think they complain. Well, they're three points up on Montreal. They're four points back of Boston. Yeah. I mean, I'm and they, not saying and they play Montreal. As a fan, you want to go play... as a, you want to go in as a wild card, but. No, <laughs> I don't know. You play Montreal tonight. Do you do you let them pound you a little bit? No, but no, of course not. You don't. Again, you don't go out to lose games. There's no <laughs> way you go out to lose games. It's just not. No, it. no. Um, but if they fall, they won't complain. Exactly. No. But if you're in the second wild card spot, you are deathly afraid of facing Tampa Bay. Yeah. You you avoid if you finish in that first wild card spot, you avoid Boston, Tampa until the Eastern Conference Final. Yes. You have to face Washington, which is a tough team, especially come playoff yes. time. They are. But the Islanders in Columbus. Eh. Eh. I, I think you. I think anyone can take. The Metro seems the weakest of the Atlantic, even though you know it's you can't say that, but. They are considerably. No, you can because the top team in the Metro is one point up on the Leafs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You can, you can say that if you're looking okay, at the two divisions. The Atlantic is better. It's not a surprise. No. Whereas, yeah, it's been like that for the last couple of years too. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Outside of Tampa, I would say Washington and Pittsburgh have been the, the cream of the crop in the East. Mm-hmm. For the last five years, five years, yeah. But I think this year and last year, it's been Atlantic heavier. Yeah, I'll yeah. agree to that. But I think if you're looking at like the top teams, it's been Washington, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Boston for the last bunch of years. Toronto, the last two years, have yeah. fought into that conversation. And you have like stories like the Islanders, where hey, they're there. No one expected them to be there. No. Probably no one expects them to go very far in the playoffs, but they're there. No, but they're, they they should be also looking at upgrading some sort of scoring talent. I think Zuccarello and Kevin Hayes have been linked to the Isles. Which doesn't surprise me. No, and they need a it. Move. They've had by far the best goaltending, but... Oh, yeah. Which is... Amazing, by the way, because if you look at their two goaltenders, I don't think anyone expected them to do anything. <laughs> Robin Leonard and Thomas Grief. Right? Yeah. I don't think anyone expected them to be as good as they have been this year. No, absolutely not. Not a chance. Mm-mm. Anyways, that'll pretty much do it for that. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get to the uh, tire fires there, buddy? Uh, no, I think my tire fire will explain uh, what I want to talk about next. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, the reigning champ is still the bad call in the championship game that allowed the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. I feel like that's going to stay on top for a while. We're going we're gonna to have a cap. If it gets to six, we retire it, and it wins, and it goes up in the rafters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we're at four now. So two more weeks. If that one still survives, then it'll be retired, just like in uh, Ram 1v1 on TSN. Yeah. After 10, 10 wins, you get to retire. We're going with six because 10 weeks is a long time. <laughs> it is. For us, it is. Yeah. So that one is up. Let's see. What do you have to compete with the blown call? I called mine the handling your stars. And this tire fire goes to the Ottawa Senators. Nice. They have mishandled Daniel Alfredson, mishandled 
Eric Carlson. They are mishandling Ryan um, Mark Stone right now. Um, it's just a mess in Ottawa. Kyle Torres. Kyle Torres, yes, that's correct. I mean, it's they just, got Duchesne, but still, I think that was mishandled. But they, they picked up Duchesne when they weren't sitting in a playoff spot, missed the playoffs, and then went, no. we're, re- we're rebuilding. Like, it's just been a disaster. I agree. Being in Ottawa, hearing the fans go, this is pathetic. Melnick out. Every conversation starts with Melnick out. Between um, fans. I hope that's not every conversation in Ottawa. It's, it's no, sorry. It's between fans, <laughs> that conversation. That would be hilarious. I mean, hey. That would be hilarious. But the thing is, I was actually speaking with somebody who's not a huge hockey fan, and the first thing they said, Melnick's screwing up, aren't they? And I went, what? How? They're like, yeah, that's something I know for a fact. So in terms of a business standpoint, he's he's messing up the city, and it's just been, it's been muck. It's been disgusting. And the fans are just like, it's time for a change. It's, it's honestly time for a change. We agree with the rebuild. Bring your assets in, whatever we have to do, but I think it's time to have a different owner come in and let the team actually prosper. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Melnick is an absolute scorn on the league, unfortunately. Yeah. And he has been for a while now. I, I When he came in, I had no problem. I, I don't think anyone had a problem with him, but now he's just kind of been, yeah. Let's t- it's basically tied in the purse strings. Um, we are not giving you money, even though you should get the money you deserve. Um Sorry, we're not paying you, and it's it's just oh gosh, it's gross. It it's annoying to watch, and even yeah. as an outsider, I'm an outsider. You're there. You're you've yeah. been living there for the last four years now. Four or five years, yeah. Four or five. Yeah. I always forget when you started going there. So, yeah, <laughs> um, it's got to be tough. It is, and and every night they go out, you think they they filled it, uh, put out their AHL team or whatnot. Yeah, and you're like, this isn't what I'm paying is seventy bucks a night to watch. I'm not. You pay I don't want to. <laughs> uh, dude, the 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 tickets are still not going down. I got I got thirty dollars tickets, man. You're not looking at the right places. I'm not looking. Well, I mean, I also picked games in Boston. And Texas, oh, okay, so no, it's, so it's that's crazy. fine. I I got the New York Rangers. Oh, there was actually. I have a story for you. There was a night. Uh, couple of buddies of mine went and they said that half the stadium was dead empty oh yeah doesn't surprise they, they can't fill people up because nobody wants to see a team literally crap in front of them yeah and it's sad because they've had some very good players like there's no doubt about it you get the carlson you get the stones you get the duchenes yeah. you get the, the alfredsons as you said you're going all the way back to then spezza heatley they had good players they're basically two years removed from the conference final Two or three years yeah. removed. Like it's it, it it's it it's mind boggling to see how they've treated their stars and how they've treated Absolutely. their fan base. Absolutely. That's a good one. I like that one. Let's see if my can compete. Do I need to come up with a good name for mine. Let's see, hold on. Um Tripping over your own feet would be a good one. Okay. No show would be a good one. Okay. Um, if you haven't picked up on what I'm talking about, hey TFC, where were you? I don't know if you know this. You actually had a match this past week. I think you forgot to show up. You got absolutely blasted by a squad who's never been in the Concacaf Champions League before, whose logo looks like an MS Paint logo. Yeah. Who that my. I don't even have any young siblings or family members um, that any five-year-old could have done. You put Justin Morrow as a left winger. Oh, yeah, by the way, he's our starting left back. 95% of the time. You have him starting as left wing. You have your MLS draft first-round draft pick as your right-wing starter. And um, Laurent Simon loved him playing in Montreal. Great player. He looked like he was 75 out there. Could not run, could not make a pass. And yet I still think he might have been our best player on the day. They hung the goalie out to dry. They forgot how to move the ball. And they got dominated by a terrible team. 
and no offense to Independiente. They came out and played their game and they did what they needed to do and they got a 4-0 win. But TFC, come on. Crazy. You you have to show up in those games. Hey. Oh yeah, and Osorio, hit the goddamn target when you're taking a penalty kick. Or sorry, that was Boyd. It was Boyd. Boyd, you gotta hit the target. It was it was two nil when I got the update. And I went, Okay. This team I I didn't even know who they were playing to begin with. Like you said, they haven't even made it this far before. They've never made it to the CONCACAF Champions League. Ridiculous. I was like, Okay, this is this is gross. They 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 win the MLS Cup, they struggle the year after and just sound, it sounds like they've uh, continued it into this year. They've forgotten what it is to play soccer. But what was the trigger? Like, all of a sudden, they, they, they flip the switch, and it's like, we suck. Well, Altidore was out. Yes. Which sucks. Giovinco has been, yes. Giovinco has been, like, go. Which, honestly, I, I knew that was coming. I'm, I'm not upset with that. They weren't willing to pay him that price tag, which is fine. Like, you, you have every right to do that, especially after a year where the team didn't play well. Tightening the purse strings might make sense to try to get everything back to normal. Whatever. You moved him probably for less than he was worth. worth. So I'm a little disappointed in that. But you moved him. That happens. It, it's fun. Okay? He was going to go at some point. But holy mo, You have to field a squad that is able to play. Oh, by the way, how they're handling Gregory Vanderweel right now is a joke. Pulling him for practice, saying that he needs to uh, get fit, and then yeah. saying that they're going to tr- transfer him. It's just an absolute mess right now, and there's no need for it. This season is going to be one of the hardest seasons to watch as a TFC fan. And I'm talking, we haven't had a good history. No. We Ten years of our existence, we, yeah. we sucked. Right? Yeah. And that's fine. But at least we knew we were going to suck those years. We had valid reason because we didn't have any good players other than Dwayne D. Rosario and Danny mm-hmm. Dicchio. Yeah, which is about it. Right? Yeah. I, and that's no shot on those squads. The problem was we weren't built up enough for players to come and play for us. They didn't want to come play for us yet, which is fine. That's what you have to do as a new club in soccer. You have to build a name before players will come. The whole, the whole adage, build it and yeah. they will come, that's how it works in soccer. So that's fine. People expected them to be trash. And we had some good moments. No doubt about it. But most of it was bad. We knew that. There is no excuse anymore. There's no excuse for how far they've fallen coming into this year. There's absolutely no reason for it. They have the money to back them up. They have the big-name players in Bradley, Simon, Altidore, Right, they have big name players. Yeah, you do. Yes, you're two years removed for an, from an MLS Cup with the squad being almost still intact. Yes, you've lost a couple yeah. players, but I still think yeah. the squad's pretty much intact. What is the excuse? It's not Bono. I'll tell you that right now. He's he's no, played not. great for the squad. Even last year, he was fantastic. He got hung out to dry this week against Independiente. TFC, figure it out. Because it's They're going to have to. It is tough to watch. Especially when we speak of, you know, the great Canadian talent coming out of our, our systems, our country, and then you see this. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, that's my tire fire. Yeah. Pretty big one. Couple news and notes that I've seen on Twitter while we've been talking. Um, the Rangers are sitting out their three big trade pieces tonight. Yes. So Hayes, Zuccarello, and is McQuaid. Ms. McQuaid. Okay, thank you. He yeah. will. They will not play. Um, who else? Uh, McDavid suspension. Two games. Two games. Uh, what yeah. did you think of that? I didn't like it. You but didn't I mean. Like it. I didn't like the fact that he got two games, but I understand why he got two games. Explain your explain why you didn't like it. I'm I'm just curious. 
Because uh, this guy takes the hits, the slashes, the whacks. He takes every brunt of force thrown at him, and nothing gets called. And, you know, first major offense, this guy gets a two-game suspension when Rathko Gudis is still playing with high-sticking and drilling people in the face and beating the crap out of them. But your okay. best player in the entire league is getting two games. I, I, albeit, I understand it was a hit to the head. He couldn't get out of it. He made contact. I understand that, but he needs more protection. I agree. I, I don't think he needed more protection. I think it was right, actually, two games. Because if you look at some yeah. of the other games, uh, two-game suspensions for hit to the head, it was almost identical. I'm fine with the suspension. I agree Racco yeah. needs to be suspended for more, but that's another issue <laughs> yeah. outside of this. did I was disappointed in Letty, actually, in the hit because most defensemen will skate through that shot. He decided yes. to stop, kind of putting McDavid in a bad spot. Now, I'm not blaming Letty for getting hit to the head, and I'm not no. defending McDavid's hit. No. It was a bad hit. He needs to be it punished, was. and that's fine. I think oil, the Oilers are not handling it very well. Some of their comments are ridiculous. Uh, we're we're going to support him he- in anything that he wants to do if he wants to uh, – Challenge this. We're, we're going to be right behind him. Nah, just let it go. Guys, don't say anything. He, finished, he was in the middle of a hit. He finished this hit, made uh, an illegal hit. It happens. I just, he does need more protection is what I'm saying. Like we, we agreed on. Oh, he needs more protection repeat- from his team. But in, the, in this one, he has to be suspended two games. I'm sorry. Like it's, yeah. it, That's what they've set the precedent for, for hits to the head. You just let it go. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen anything else, so we'll we'll let that one we'll let, let that be it. Uh, anything else before we close up? Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna do a quick run over to the EPL. Yeah, go for Mauricio it. Mauricio Sarah on the hot seat. I don't know what you think about that situation, but man, Chelsea just likes to get rid of coaches, bring in new coaches all the time. I'll tell you what if I he's think on of the that hot situation. Seat, it's a, it's a very simple. It's a very very simple thing. He's turning into Mourinho in that yeah. he's not willing to change his tactics for the player he has for the players he has in house and he wants to go get new players. And he hasn't he hasn't had the ability to yet. I think he's yeah. only been But they're banned until twenty twenty. They're banned from bringing players in, they're not banned from signing players. Okay. So they're allowed to go into the transfer market and sign players for that twenty twenty window. Okay. So they can sign players. It's just, it's a weird. They can, thing. but they, they would have to be in 2020. They, for the immediate future. Yeah, so basically. They won't be. Kind of like how they're doing it with Pulisic right now, where they signed him, yes. but he's still playing at Dortmund. That's pretty much mm-hmm. how all of their signings are going to go from 2020. Pulisic is still allowed in, by the way. So he will be coming yes, in. Because he was year. before that. Exactly. So he will be coming in next year, which is going to be a big help for them. Um, but Sari's just not willing to change his tactics for the players that they have in-house, and he's not willing to uh, go out of his comfort zone, even though the players aren't able to play his style. And it was the same issue with Mourinho at United, and at mm-hmm. Real, and at Chelsea. Oh, wait a minute. That's so, Mourinho's fault, but that's another issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, so are, are we looking at Chelsea getting rid of him? Because I know Holland, the assistant coach for England, has been linked to the position. Do you go into that as a coach going, yeah, I want to coach Chelsea considering they fired their coach every couple of years. That's the one thing like Chelsea does fire their coach a lot. And it, it's, become, not it's, become a trend. it's become a trend, which kind of sucks. Um, no. Do you want to go in and coach Chelsea? Yeah, probably. Do you want to put that out there and say, Hey, I don't want to get fired after one year. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it, it's it's a risk that you have to take if you if you want to become a coach you got to put your name out there with a big squad and can they? And this could be it. Yeah, well, guaranteed one year. I know I'm gonna be here for a year. Exactly. If even that, yeah. So, I believe that they will can him whether it's during the season or after, especially because now he can't bring players in to fill his squad. It's gonna be a bit of a struggle for him. 
Well, like you said, he is not willing to adapt. Like, I don't know if you got a chance to see the big drubbing against City, but he brings in Loftus-Cheek to play a wing position with Hudson-Odoi sitting on the bench. And he complains about not having enough chance to play uh, Hudson-Odoi. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, we need to get rid of a winger for him to play. And you're like, but you're putting a central midfielder yeah. out wide. Like Now, Loftus-Cheek has played out wide, so it's not that big of a stretch. No, but at the same time, why not give it to somebody who can... I agree. At least... Yeah. I No, I, I totally agree with that. I'm just saying, like, it's not like it's a huge stretch. Like, it's not like you're putting Lukaku at right back. No. You're no. you're putting a player who has played out wide multiple times out wide, so... Yes. Um, yeah. They, they've struggled, and they're going to continue to struggle until he figures his... You know, they have two big games coming up, City and Spurs, in the next two weeks. Yeah. That'll be a test. I think if he doesn't get out of those two games, he might be done. Well, man, I was looking at United's <laughs> United's run. They had PSG. Now they have Liverpool. And didn't they just play Chelsea, too? Yeah, the, the FA Cup, yeah. Yeah. So there's three well, games in a, a row where PSG, Chelsea, and... Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. It's like, okay. Who scheduled this? Like, well, it's it's a good test, I think, for Oli to oh, see yeah. if he's really cut out for it. Oh, he's done fine. And I'm Klopp really went out worried. to say that. Yeah, Klopp went out to actually say that. Hey, I think he deserves a legitimate chance at doing it. He's doing a fantastic job. Oh, which yeah. No, I no, think no, it's no a doubt huge compliment mind. coming no, from. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. That's it, yeah. Big game tomorrow, Reds against United. Hope you guys get a chance to watch it. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to. That is my plan. Yeah. I got nothing going on in tomorrow morning, so I just have to, you know, wake up. Yeah. That's the biggest challenge. Those 9 a.m. games on a Sunday. <laughs> well, I got work, so I hope you're watching so I can get some updates. I will, and uh, <laughs> don't forget, fans, make sure you look out for us on Monday. With the NHL trade deadline, we are going to try to catch all the trades. I'm sure Irfan yes. will be all over it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you work yep. on Do you work on Monday? No, I'm home. I'm sitting in front of my computer screen and okay, streaming so you, stuff. And you I... are in charge of getting all the feed. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll all be there. Me, Kyle, Irfan will all be on our phones trying to get you the up-to-date trades as fast as we possibly can. Yeah, you'll get a bunch of retweets on your timeline. Don't be afraid. That's because it's deadline day. Yeah, it's deadline day, guys. Come on. Give us a break. Um, but for everyone here at Garage Door Sports, I want to thank you for listening, and thank you for sticking with us through our off week last week. Again, we apologize, but some stuff came up, and we needed to cancel the episode. Um, make sure you tune in next week. We will be talking about all these trades and what we think about them. That will take place in the next couple days. As well as, I'm sure we're going to talk some more soccer. We probably will talk some NBA. And, of course, the Tire Fires of the Week. Make sure you vote on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Let us know who you think is the biggest Tire Fire of this week. You only have three options, so less less options to pick from. But yeah. we got some really, really good ones. Let's get a new winner, shall we? Or, I mean, one it puts the Super Bowl one one step away from being retired as oh, our first retiree in the studio. Too, yeah. So, I mean, it's a big week. It could We could push one more to retirement or we could get a brand new winner. Yeah. So, for everyone here at Garage Sports, thank you, and we will see you next week. Cheers.